Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. NLA Live 2020 is around the corner. NLA Live 2020 will be held in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. It is it a beautiful hotel and casino? And we have an incredible lineup of speakers that we'll be announcing here shortly. You can find out more information and get the very best deal on pricing by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on our events page. We look forward to seeing you there. Again, nextlevelagents.com and click on the event page. Hey guys, Kevin Kaufman here, uh, and I'm excited about today's podcast. Today, my guest is Nima Ngahi. Nima is the agent growth manager at Open Door, where he works with kind of the realtor community uh, in helping people understand what iBuying is all about, identifying iBuying trends, how as agents we can capitalize on this real estate technology and things that are going on in our market. So Nima's a really good guy. He's someone I've, I've come to know over the last few months, and quite frankly, really, really like. So I, I think you're gonna enjoy this. I obviously talk a little bit more than just about Open Door, talk about Nima's career. He's been in the real estate and kind of mortgage picture for like 15 years now. He hosts a podcast of his own. He's a speaker. He's just an all around good dude. And if you don't like Nima, um, you're probably not gonna like anybody. So at any rate, I think you're gonna enjoy today's episode. I convinced Nima to do a webinar with us. And so we're gonna be doing a webinar on actually of all days, Halloween at 1.11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 1.11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be doing a webinar. You can find the registration link inside of the Facebook group, Next Level Agents. So if you're not a member, please go there now and request to be added to the group. You'll find a registration link for a webinar that Nima and I are gonna to do together about how agents can work with Open Door and utilize it as a tool in their business. So I think you're gonna enjoy it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, please share it and all that good stuff. And thank you for your time and attention. I really do appreciate it. All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, we are back. And today I am joined by Nima Kangahi of Open Door. Nima, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm here in Dallas, Texas, and I uh, was looking forward to this, jamming out with you. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this as well. You and I put this on the calendar a little while ago, and um, I'm just excited to kind of have this conversation with you. Number one, because I've gotten to know you a little bit in the last few months uh, since we finally met in person at Inman uh, in Las Vegas. We, we got the chance to connect there, and we've, we've talked uh, several times since then. And so I've gotten to learn a little, little bit about you in your career. I thought it would be cool uh, to share that with kind of the rest of the real estate world, if you will, the three people that listen to this podcast. So um, my thought was like, let's talk a little bit about NEMA. And obviously you work for Open Door, which uh, no agent in the world can ignore at this point. Um, but to me, the story here is NEMA, man. NEMA the speaker, if you will. So let's... Uh, so let's let's get into that. So tell me first, like how how long when did you go to work for Open Door officially? So officially May sixth, two thousand nineteen. So we're in October. Um, what like five months? Yeah. Uh, so you're like a veteran there with the way that company is growing. That's exactly right. That's how I feel. Um, it, it it does. You know, it's a it's a smaller company, but things move fast, right? Making changes. Um, so I'm learning a lot, growing 
really quickly. And I also, I know you know these characters as well, like Tyler and Eugene, but those guys are awesome guys, right? So it doesn't really matter. Like, and I'm sure you say this to folks that you are looking to bring onto your team. At the end of the day, right? Systems change, comp plans change, products change, things change. But like, if you've got a good crew with you, you can, you, you know, that's what you want to, you need a good crew around you to go through things like that. So yeah, no doubt about it. That's been the biggest aha for me, uh, aside from like, Open Door being uh, a company that's sort of doing something different in the real estate world, it's really the biggest win for me has just been being around a group of really smart, really great um, like people in general. That's awesome. So why don't we let's go backwards a little bit first, Nima? Tell me um, what what did you do immediately prior to joining Open Door? Like what like what what did you been doing professionally? Yeah. So so without giving you like the full context of what I was doing right before I joined open door, it may not make a whole lot of sense. So I'll try to connect the dots for you super quick. So this doesn't get too boring, but I essentially got into the mortgage industry early two thousands. I worked at a brokerage. I worked at some of the big banks. And then in 2010, I got a call from some of the leaders that I had met along the way that had joined capital one in Dallas, Texas, or I should say Plano, Texas. And Capital One had just acquired a couple banks and they were going to get into the mortgage world even bigger. So a few of those leaders were like, hey, we've got this role. What do you think? We sort of need you to wear multiple hats. Like we want you to do training. We want you to lead a sales team. We want you to help us with IT stuff, process, all that stuff. So I thought, um, okay, cool. Would love to be a part of that experience and try to build something. So I moved to, so I grew up in the Bay Area, Northern California. That's why I'm a Warriors fan and a 49ers fan. That's okay. I still like you anyways, despite your poor choices. Wait, who's your team? I'm a Raiders fan, brother. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you know, ever since I moved to Dallas, I became more of a Raider fan. But obviously, being in the Bay Area, you pick one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area. I moved to Dallas in 2010. Joined Capital One. Was with Capital One for seven years. So, I uh, from 2010 to end of 2017... Because end of 2017, Capital One made an announcement they're going to exit the mortgage industry. Well, from 2015, 2016, 2017, I was in a role where I was traveling and I was training uh, mortgage sales professionals on how to be a better salesperson, how to close more deals, doing all these things that I had learned along the way. And I had put like training content together and that started to bleed over to like the realtor world. So I used to go speak at like WCR, Women's Council of Realtors. And so I loved it so much, Kevin, that when Capital One exited the mortgage industry, I was like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, I was really enjoying this, um, going around speaking, training. And I'd always love like the Tom Ferries, Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, like a dream would be to be one of those guys at these different events. Right. I was like, well, why don't I just start my own business? So January 2008, I started Nima this. I branded myself Nima the speaker. I started my own business of like speaking. And so you can imagine, Kev, I go to like, I go to my family and friends and I'm like, all right, I'm going to create this business and it's going to be Nima the speaker. I'm going to be the business. They're like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to go and speak. Like, I'm going to go present. And they're like, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> So, um, so I started creating content, right? I started creating uh, topics that I thought 
uh, would be relevant to real estate agents and how could I help them? And so social media and building your brand was a, was a big topic. And how can agents start to bridge that gap? How do you use social media more? How do you use Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn in such a way where it's, it's generating leads for you and you're interacting with your database and all that stuff. So I created content. I started going, doing old school, knocking on doors and brokerages saying, hey, can I come and speak at your office um, for free, like your next team meeting? And I got a lot of like, who are you? And like, what, what do you want to speak to my agents about? Didn't, didn't hear back from many of them. And I, and I had a really great mentor who has since passed, uh, but he kind of taught me some like business practices, life lessons. And when I, was, when I was initially struggling in the mortgage industry, one day I walked by his office and he goes, hey, Nima, come in here. And he goes, do you know how much you're doing? And he's like pumped up. And I don't have a deal on the books. Like I have nothing scheduled to close. And I'm like, Steve, I don't see what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm hustling and I'm doing all the things that you're telling me I should do, like all the activities, but I don't see like business coming. And so he goes, no, but do you see all that you're doing? And I go, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to broker tours. I'm going to open houses. I'm doing all the stuff that like agent, like loan officers should be doing. He goes, do me a favor. He goes, put your hand out. And I put my hand out with the palm facing up. And he goes, he grabs my wrist and he says this to me. He goes, you have been trained and obsessed with asking to get. He, go, he flips my hand over with my palm facing down. And he goes, you need to get more obsessed with giving. So what are you going to give to anyone that you're asking to get something from? What are you going to give to them that they're going to get in value? And he goes, I don't want you at all to ask for anything until you've at least given three things of value to that person. And I was like, dude, I got no money right now. Like, I barely know about the industry. Like, what can I possibly give to an agent, right? So like, that, that could be a whole nother podcast, but I, that, like my mentor's name is Steve. Steve like rang into my head again uh, when I, last year when I built my name of the speaker business and I'm going around and what am I doing? I'm going around and asking everyone to give to me. Give me an opportunity to speak at your office. That's not necessarily providing them initial value. So I thought, what could I do? And Gary Vee had been in my ear and I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. And finally, I was like, that's it. I'm going to start the podcast. And my podcast will be Nima the Speaker Podcast. And the intention will be to interview really great agents, capture their story, because we all have great stories, but no one's really capturing it. I'll capture it. And then I'll post it on Instagram, LinkedIn. I call it elevating others. So I'll elevate others. That's what I'll give to them. Like I'll record their story and I'll highlight them. And you know, along the way I'll learn as well. And if I happen to get a speaking gig, awesome. But that wasn't the intention. So I start reaching out to folks. And when you reach out to agents or brokers and you're like, Hey, I'd love to interview you. They like jump right. Like at that, I'm sure, you know, right. And so I start interviewing agents and here's the cool thing that happened. I love these scenarios. Win, win, win scenario. I interview the agent. I highlight them. I get to learn about them. And after they got to know me better, they were like, hey, so you should totally come speak at our office. I'll let our broker know we always want people like that. And when a top agent tells their broker that I should come in and speak, 
I get in there way faster. It was incredible, right? So I started yeah. my podcast and I started getting more speaking opportunities and all of a sudden title companies started to come to me and go, hey, Nima, what if we did something together and we brought you in and we did an event, how much would you charge for that? And I'm like, Kevin, I was like, uh, I don't know, like how do I come up with that number? Right. So I had to figure all that stuff out. Like, what do I charge? And so January of 2019, I started talking to Open Door. Open Door reached out and said, hey, look, we realize that we sort of haven't done the best job in connecting with the realtors in the real estate community. And we feel like that's a spot that we need to become better at. And we have this role called, called agent growth manager here in the central region of the U.S. What are your thoughts? And oh, by the way, they were like, hey are you a licensed agent? I'm like, no, I'm not. And they go, ooh, so we sort of need someone to be licensed in this space. And ideally, that's what they wanted. And so, but I had an audience. I had an audience of agents I was speaking to consistently. And they were like, but you've got that. So like that sort of outweighs, you know, not having a license. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to join. I went through the interview process. The more I got to learn about Open Door and the more I realized that you know, the main reason I even started my speaking business was I am really passionate about the real estate world. My dad is a realtor in the Bay Area. Um, I had always been working with realtors and helping them get better because I knew that if I got to help them get better, I would get more business back in the mortgage world. So, so I saw this whole space as an opportunity to join Open Door and help bridge the gap and educate agents on what the heck is I buying? Um, and along the way, if I can pass on a few other nuggets about social media and all these other pieces, then, you know, if I can help one agent, two agents do a few more deals, that makes me feel better. So that's kind of how I got here. That's awesome, man. We interrupt this podcast to remind you that the NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th of 2020. It is not too early to register. Visit nextlevelagents.com today and click on the events link for more information and ticketing. So you've you've been an open door for um, a couple of months now and I'm sure it's been a whirlwind, right? Because that company is just like going through so many changes and growing so fast. Um, I got to imagine your head is just spinning around and around on a, like on a daily basis, right? With all of the uh, stuff that, that's happening there with your company. Yeah, I mean, look, it's no different than any agent that's listening to this, right? Like at the end of the day, you've got to connect with people and get to know where they are in their life to see if you could potentially help them in real estate. But what happens is all the other crap, right? It's like, I got dry cleaning, I got to make dinner, I got to eat breakfast, I got to work out, I got the kids, I got to pick them up. There's all that noise that comes into your world. So it's the same thing in the, in the corporate world and in an in 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 organization like Open Door. There's so many moving parts that if I just sat here at the office and I'm like, all right, cool, like, oh, we've got that, there's a fire drill there. But my main thing is like out of the office, like how can I be with agents in front of agents at events? So yes, it's definitely challenging to be part of an organization that's growing so fast and that is changing so many things at one time. But if you, if I get back to like, what's the core reason I joined, I sort of just try to focus and do things like this where I can be on uh, you know, a podcast with you talking about 
you know, agents and what can we do to get better? And that's the stuff that really gets me excited. So. So uh, do, help me understand kind of in my terms, because now obviously, you know, my position and my stance on iBuyer, open door and, and all iBuyers for that matter. And, um, but you know, a lot of, a lot of folks don't have an opinion yet, right? They're not sure if they should be scared of you guys, if they should embrace you, if neither of the above, um, is the answer what, like, what, what's your, tell us first, like, what's your job? Like when you say, okay, agent growth manager, like, what do you, ta how do you know when, when Nima is winning at his job for open door? Why, and why is that important to them? Uh, I guess let's start there. So how does Nima win at his job with, with an open door? And uh, why is that important to open door? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a question I think we're still trying to figure out too, because it's very difficult to try to tie any type of agent success we see to what Nima has done, right? Like the only way I could truly tie it is, for example, if I were to tell every agent, listen to this, to like put in a particular code and I knew specifically, but that's, that's even that isn't really uh, as easy to track. And so realistically, the way that I think about success or winning in this role is emails I get from agents that say things like, Oh my God, um, I was, I just did a deal with open door and it was so easy. Like that feels like, you know, out of the, out of the, all the social media posts that you see and all the hate that you see, when you get that one email, you're like, ah, awesome. You know, you, there's Facebook posts, there's, uh, there's positive Facebook posts, there's positive forums that talk about strategies on how to leverage iBuyers. You know, those are the areas where I'm finding some success or when I'm going around to different association meetings or conferences, I got to meet you at one, um, just uh, partnering with different groups of agents that have influence over others. Cause sometimes it's not, it's not me saying it, it's Kevin experiencing it and saying it to the group that everyone starts to believe it. So it's really hard. I don't think I've got a straight answer on what the success look like, but it is these small um, little instances and moments that we sort of build momentum on. But it's, listen, it's gonna be a long, it's gonna take a while and we have to be patient because we're, we are now, we are in an industry where change, we, we naturally don't deal with change really well in the real estate space. So yeah. it's gonna take time to educate to get agents to even know what the heck this is, to then even go and taste it and then acquire the taste for it and go, ooh, this feels different. I don't know what this is about and to come back and try it, right? So we have two challenges here. The first challenge is educate to, so that you feel comfortable to even try this thing. And then once you try it and it's not what you thought it was or it's maybe different, to get you to come back so you don't judge it off of the initial experience you have because it might be different. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, so let me ask you this. Um, how do you explain to like a family member, a friend, just kind of somebody outside the industry, what, what is open door? Um, let's start, let's start with that. And I want to kind of morph into the conversation around realtors and kind of um, more of the real stuff that you deal with. Yeah, and, and you can imagine me starting back uh, earlier this year, I get that question a lot from family and friends because they see me posting about Open Door. Yep. So the most, the, you know, I think about things in like second grade level, right? Like I always tell people like, dumb this thing down for me. And so the best way to describe it is these two ways. One, in the simplest way, 
we're a real estate tech company that buys and sells homes, right? So like, that's like the one liner of what is Open Door? Open Door is a real estate tech company that buys and sells homes. My version of that is, look, in 2019 or whenever Open Door started, 2015, we, we were in an industry where primarily humans went around and bought homes. We, are now, we have now evolved to where companies are willing to buy homes and now they turn around and sell them, some turn around and rent them. So all this means is like real estate has evolved and when you think about selling your home, it's not just humans that come and place an offer now, there are companies that may wanna buy your house. That's the simplest way to think about it, right? There's no other like funky thing about it. At a, at a 30,000 foot view, that's really what it is. Okay, so now, to and I don't, I don't. This could go down a rabbit hole. So, and I don't want it to go there because this podcast, high level stuff, and I and I want to be able to keep moving the story along. But let's. So, I think a lot of agents, the natural instinct is, it's like what you said. They're like, "Ooh, this is different." Um, they and some of the natural instinct could be, "So wait, so you don't, so you don't want a realtor there." Um, what like what do you initially think of like what's your reaction to hearing uh an agent say that after you've said hey i'm nima from open door and that's kind of their their standard response here's the simple way that i explain to agents and this is what i would tell my dad right my dad's a realtor i'd say look this is how i explain it kevin um open door is going to make an offer and they're gonna make their offer seem like it's the best offer and why you should take our offer and so on. Guess what? All the other iBuyers, you name them, right? Let's Zillow, OfferPad, whatever. They're all gonna come in and say like, here, here's my thing and here's, here's my offer, right? They're all gonna represent them. And then uh, you've got like the flat fee services, like there's Redfin and there's all these other options. And in a world where real estate was already somewhat complex for the consumer. In an effort for all of us to make it easier, we've made it even more confusing for the consumer, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, whose job is it to actually simplify all the options that are out there, break down the pros and cons and help you make a decision? Who else is gonna do it in this entire equation if not the agent? But then here's the question, how can you actually break down each option if you're not even aware of each option, if you're not even educated on each option? And I'm a big fan, dude. I'm a big fan of, I would love, I believe the agent should be at the center of every transaction. But in 2019, what it looks like is, Kevin, I come to you as, a, as your listing agent. I'm like, look, Kev, here's what I charge. I charge 3% for all the things I'm going to do for you. And this is probably going to get you top dollar. It's going to require some effort. It may take some time, but that's what I do. And here's, and I kill it. And that's my presentation. And then I'd go, Hey, look, but we're also in 2019. I'm going to also bring you several cash offers. I'm going to tell you the pros and cons about these cash offers. So you know exactly what those options are. Cause you may be hearing about that. And I'll also break down what flat fee looks like. Cause I want, I know you may hear about that. So I want to address it. I'm gonna talk about each one of these options and I want you to tell me which one you think works best for you and I'm gonna help make that one happen for you. I don't know how you lose when you play the game from that angle as an agent. And so that's why I tell all agents, Kevin, look, we could be seen as competition if you don't learn how to use us. 
if you learn how to use us, you flip, you flip us from competition to complement to your business because now you're leading from that place, right? So that's the easiest answer I have is when I tell all agents, look, you should be at the center of the transaction. You should be helping your client make the best decision because we are going to come at the angle of like, hey, open door. We're the best. Use us. But how are they going to know? Yeah, like every other, but I mean, isn't that the job of every buyer or every buyer's agent or representative, whether it's a company like Open Door or any of the others you mentioned, or just your mom and pop buyer out there who are working with an agent, right? I mean, gosh, I train all of the agents on my team to when they present an offer, best foot forward, here's all the reasons why they want to do business with us up to it, including the way we fill out the contract, the experience they're going to have with us why this family or this buyer, uh, why, why he or she may want to live in this home, whatever the, fa like best foot forward, everything that's great about my client and the way that buy this potential buyer uh, could bring a benefit to that seller, right? To the other side. And really that's all that, that's all that you're saying. That's what Open Door is doing too. And that's really what we should all be doing when we're representing a buyer and when we're, the, when we're representing the seller we're just trying to actually help the seller figure out which one of those is their best solution. It's their best, which one's their best match. Totally. Right. And you know, you're totally right. This could go down a rabbit hole and the arguments we both see on social media with peers and you know, folks that just don't see this space and aren't a fan of it. And a lot of them lean on the word, the C word convenience. Right. And you see all these posts about, is it really worth, the dollars you're leaving on the table for the convenience you're getting. We see that a lot, but I don't think people are addressing the other C, right? It's, it's convenience paired with certainty that makes people leave dollars on the table because some people value their sanity, right? Like their certainty and convenience combined in a world where there was a lot of uncertainty where like, I don't know how much I should really list it for. And you're giving me these recommendations and I'm going to choose that number, but we're not a hundred percent sure what the outcome will be. And we're not sure who's going to come by, how many people, what they may offer, when I'm going to sell, when it's going to close. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so I always tell agents, they're like, when we get into some sort of like argument, right? We go back and forth and they're trying to throw this whole convenience factor and they're like, dude, I would not leave 30,000 on the table for whatever, whatever the number is, right? And I go, look, it's not just about convenience. It's just peace of mind and certainty. And some people, believe it or not, will choose to take less money. Well, and I've heard it put this way before too. Everybody on the planet knows that when you need to sell a car, the way to get the most money is to sell it privately. A way to do it the fastest and the most convenient and the most certain way is to trade it in. Most people trade it in and make less money for it. And that's just the way people behave because that is a certainty. That's something that it's not like, not just convenience, but convenience and certainty uh, that they get from doing that. And it's, I, I know we're talking about bigger dollars uh, in a lot of cases with these houses, but the reality is, is who are, I guess I feel like, who are we to decide what is the right thing for our clients? We're there to advise them so they can make the decision on what's best for them, not us. Because sometimes the convenience and the certainty is much more important than that third C, cash, right? So like it just, it really is. Yeah. 
No, I mean, you're spot on, right? Look, I'm in the same position myself right now. Here's, here's like personal information I can share with you about me and my life currently. I just closed on a house. I got engaged recently and my girlfriend had a home, now a fiance. So I've been living in that house. You know, I consider it mine now too. We've been paying on it together. We finally decided to buy a house. So we bought a new house. She's, she's been in the camp of like, we should sell our existing house. And I'm in the camp of like, no, 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 we should keep this and rent it. Like where we are right now, it's booming in North Dallas. And so we went back and forth. I finally convinced her. Let's rent this place, right? And every little hurdle that has come along with renting it, she's been like, oh my God, see, we should have sold this place. And I a couple times thought, man, I might take that quick cash offer from like Open Door and not have to deal with like listing it because I just don't want to go through all that. Now, I, I had it, by the way, I use an incredible agent here locally to get my current home. And here's, let's also address this. I found the home that I wanted to buy, right? All I did was hit up this agent and say, Judy, can I come and see this house and this house? She showed us those two houses. We wrote an offer on one of them, but I'm not paying my agent to go show me homes. Judy made her money in the transaction because she helped me guide and navigate through. And that's why I still think you should have an agent represent you, even if you're working with us. I'm still a big fan of the agent being involved. I just think more agents need to actually embrace this so that they don't d- deter or, or make a client go the opposite route if a client really does want to buy an open door home or sell to open door. Awesome. Yeah, man. I, no, I, I think that's totally true. And um, the truth is you and I could probably talk about this for hours and hours and hours. You do uh, professionally talk about this for hours and hours and hours a day. Uh, and, you know, I think what, what's important and why I want to have you on the podcast is just really more exposure. We've, we've had a few other people on talking about iBuyers, um, but you were the first person. Actually not. Tyler was, um, was, I was able to interview Tyler on one of the first, maybe second or third uh, podcasts I'd recorded um, talking about this. And, um, you know, the, the reality is, is even if I didn't like Open Door or the iBuyer, if you will, as a whole, uh, and no matter what the personal feelings are of the listeners of this show, you, you guys are here. Um, it's, it's a reality. It's not something that might happen. It's a reality. It's here. And to your point earlier, I think what we can do best is understand it so that way we can be better service to our clients and really even take it another step further because I am a capitalist, um, learn how to use that as a tool in my arsenal, in my, in what I offer the people I do business with. And so as agents, that's really what I want folks to understand, um, is that you guys are here. Um, you're not, I don't think you're the big bad wolf, whether or not someone else thinks that, that that's up to them. But the reality is, is you can be, you can really be a resource. And I want people to realize that and to learn that there are options to help, you know, uh, leverage what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, by the way, because having people like yourself who are um, open to also learning and then trying to consistently bring value to the community, I think is the only way we can all operate. And I, and I actually applaud the fact that Open Door recognized 
that there was a weakness that they had and they're trying to make it better, right? They realized that their core business was the consumer coming to them and maybe asking for an offer and wanting to buy a home direct. But they also recognize along the way that, look, the agents are a really important part of this community. And they have a lot of influence in this space, as they should, because they've been educated and they've done this so many times. We should find a way to work with them because that's really where I think we're going to see some traction. Now, we're going to get a set subset of business anyways, and some of those people would go direct no matter what because you're going to have a subset of the, uh, the consumer that just is going to look for that. But there's such a big group right now that still believes in having an agent. And I, like I said earlier, I do as well. And so I just think the consumer misses out if the agent isn't educated. And I don't think that's the right answer. Yeah, no, I, I think you nailed it there, man. So Mima, um, I really appreciate that. I've got one more question for you that I like to wrap up with. Um, and then, you know, before I do that, I want to, you know, if you've got anything that you want to share, anything that's on your mind, uh, that, that we should make sure we hit on before we do that, I want to give you the chance now. And then I'm going to, I'm going to kind of hit you with a curveball uh, cause just, that's how I like to end the show. I love it. No, man. I mean, if anyone's listening to this, look, uh, go to opendoor.com forward slash agents. So opendoor.com forward slash agents. There's tons of resources there. Um, you can always reach out to us as well and email us at agents at opendoor.com. You'll always get a response from us and our team. So if you have questions or you're just wondering things or you simply just want to chat through a scenario or talk to us about, you know, how to implement this, don't hesitate to reach out. That's what we're and where do people find you on social? The social, uh, for me, it would be Nima the Speaker. So on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Nima the Speaker, you could find me directly, and I put a ton of content out. And then um, obviously Open Door as well, you can, re you can find on any of those platforms. Awesome. So, all right, dude, because I know you've, you've spent your time speaking in front of people, helping them to sell more and just kind of do more in life. Um, what are your top three pieces of advice for just sort of kicking more ass, like doesn't matter. It could be work, could be, um, could be home life, personal, doesn't matter. Um, but top three pieces of advice are just sort of having a better life, having a better business, having better relationships, whatever that sounds like to you. Yeah, you know, as, so top three. Um, okay, let me boil it down. I would say, um, so I think we all have to be right within first, right? So I think it all starts with you as sort of the whole oxygen mask thing on the airplane. We got to take care of ourselves before we can take care of everybody else. So getting yourself right, meaning my, your mindset, your being grateful. Like I have a grateful journal. I, I've had it for three years. Um, it's got a quote at the top. I, I write three things I'm grateful for every morning, three things that I wish with uh, three things that would make today great. And I have an affirmation that I write down. And then in the evening I finish it with, uh, there's three questions to say, what were three things that, that, that were great that happened today and what could I, what could I have done better? So I start every morning with that. Yes, there are mornings I miss, but after three years, I've consistently like kind of trained myself to get up and think about the things that are most important to me and what really matters. And so that's really always put me in the right mindset. So I would say having some gratitude and having some sort of like morning routine has sort of gotten me ready. And then I think it's about always reminding myself and, you know, those of you that are listening to this, how can you give? How can you add value? You know, give, giving isn't always about just money. Giving could be your time. You can smile at people. You can give compliments. There's so many different ways to give. But we often think about like, 
really big things, you know, like we think like we're going to go uh, contribute at a soup kitchen during Thanksgiving. And when in fact, that's not when they need your help. They need it on a random Tuesday in June. Um, and so I think it's about being grateful, getting your mind right, giving to others. And then, you know, I, I'm a pretty positive person. I think positive intent, uh, we need more of that in this world. Like nobody knows what anybody else is going through. And so I had a coach or a mentor that once told me this because I had some road rage. And he said, uh, he said, look, if you're, if you don't really know what's going on and if a car cut you off, if you're going to make up a reason, then make up a reason that's going to serve you. Right. So like, let's assume they have explosive diarrhea. Let's assume they're having a baby. Like if you don't know, make up a reason that's going to make you feel better rather than worse. Cause at the end of the day, you're still making up a reason. So I think being grateful, you know, getting your mind right, giving to others. And then uh, lastly, positive intent. Those would be like the three things I would land on. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, uh, Nima, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule today to come and chat with us. And uh, thanks a ton, man. All right, brother. I enjoyed it. All right. Next level agent listeners. We will uh, be back again uh, soon with another podcast episode. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends, and for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.